So here's today's transformational truth, okay? Mature leaders are more interested in winning relationships than winning arguments. Welcome to the Transformational Truth Podcast, where we're committed to eliminating the obstacles that take the joy out of life and leadership. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Transformational Truths. Today, I want to talk to you about the importance of how a mature leader uses his or her words. This is a very important conversation. So here's today's transformational truth, okay? Mature leaders are more interested in winning relationships than winning arguments. So King Solomon, who was the wisest man, obviously saved Jesus, to walk the earth, has a lot to say about how you and I use our words. In Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 3, he says, One who guards his mouth protects his life, but one who opens wide his lips will come to ruin. Proverbs 18.21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And Proverbs 10 and verse 19, Solomon wrote that he who holds his tongue is wise. Wow, so simple, but so important. Because you see, a mature leader understands that sometimes what is on your mind is best left there because the mind can always be renewed, but your words cannot be reversed. So I want to give you a few simple ways that mature leaders use their words wisely. All right, number one, mature leaders use their words to heal. Listen to me carefully, okay? Immature leaders are usually more interested in winning arguments than relationships. It's absolutely true. But mature leaders use their words to heal. They fight for their relationships rather than fighting to make their points. Okay, because we've matured to the place of valuing people over points. Let me say that again. Mature leaders value people more than they value making their point. This is so important. And, li and listen, the opportunity for us to use our words to heal are absolutely abundant. We are surrounded every single day with opportunities to use our words to speak life over others and heal the wounds of the brokenness in the hearts of the souls of the people around us. Okay, don't make this too difficult. I mean, it's very simple. Pay someone a sincere compliment. Listen, your kind words say, I see you and I value you. Do not underestimate the power of a compliment. Number two, listen, speak to their God-given worth, their identity. Speak to their potential. Uh, nobody, nobody else is doing that. You, you have the opportunity as a leader to do that. Speak to their potential. Um, speak to them. Speak to their past redemptively. Speak to their future positively and prophetically. Speak to what's possible about their future. These are the marks of mature leaders. And as leaders, when we use our words to heal, we're also building relational currency that, that you may need to draw on later, not may, but you will need to draw on later, when it's time to give some, some not-so-easy-to-hear feedback or to correct poor performance. That day will come. Uh, and listen, a leader that only critiques and never builds or heals with their words will ultimately dismantle the courage and the confidence of the team that you're leading. Okay, you will tell them it's not safe to make mistakes. And any environment where it's not safe to fail or safe to make mistakes will always be an environment where there's no innovation, will always be an environment that struggles with self-motivation, 
If you want to have self-starters, if you want to have creativity around you, if you want to have creativity on the team, you want people to make uh, uh, bold decisions, then you've got to create an environment where it is safe to make mistakes. It's safe to fail. And you do that by being intentional with your words. So as long as you're using your words to heal on the front end, it won't be so difficult in those correction moments or feedback moments on the back end. All right. So listen, mature believers intentionally use their words to heal. Vital, vital. All right. Number two, mature leaders use their words to protect. Uh, this is an important distinction. Listen to me carefully. Mature leaders do not stand idly by while the character of others is being assassinated. Okay? We use our words to bless, not to curse. We use, we, we use our words to protect, not to throw other people under the bus or just stand by while others are doing it to somebody else. Uh, James chapter 3 and verse 10, one of my favorite verses in the Bible on this topic, it says, Out of the same mouth, we pour out words of praise one minute and then curses the next. My brothers and sisters, this should never be. Listen, mature leaders use their words to protect the hearts of the people they're leading from the hurtful words and actions of others. Vital. If you're going to build trust on your team, then that means you are, watch this, you're not just, not saying something is not enough. Mature leaders know that, it, listen, it's vital you speak up, and you know when to speak up. You don't just stand by when other people on your team or the people around you, the people that you care about or the people that you're leading are being assassinated, their characters being assassinated, their, their intentions are being assassinated, their, their value or their validity is being assassinated. No, 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 no. Mature leaders use their words to protect, okay? We use our words to protect the mission and the vision of the organization right? This is vital. We do this. We've got to protect the mission and vision of the organization from the self-serving agendas and the petty divisiveness of immature people, okay? Mature leaders use their words to cover. They cover their team. They cover the people they serve with. They cover the people they work with, okay? We should, listen, as leaders, we should always have the backs of the people we're leading, if there's an issue that does need to be addressed or resolved on the team, do that in private. But they need to know that publicly, you are looking out for them. You've got their back and you're using their words to prove that. Otherwise, you'll never build trust. And without trust, you can never move forward together. Okay? In fact, let me just say something. I, I think that's really important. I think that's just a simple definition of loyalty. I think if someone's loyal, he or she is going to make sure that you're protected, and they're going to use their words to do that. Um, loyalty is is a big conversation. I think it's a conversation we need to have. Is there is there unhealthy forms of loyalty? Yeah, absolutely, there are. Uh, but I am far more concerned with the lack of loyalty we're seeing in the culture. I mean, loyalty once meant in friendship and relationships, whether it's church, ministry, business, it meant covering each other in our pain. It meant using our voices to fight for each other, not against each other. Uh, loyalty once meant believing the best in each other, even in our low moments or, or our dark moments or our weak moments. We live in this disposable culture where if it gets uh, difficult to have a relationship, we just walk away from the relationship. If it, if it gets challenging or if we have disagreements, then it's easier to just walk away than it is to fight for it. Uh, loyalty is not about total agreement. Loyalty is saying, I value you despite disagreement. 
loyalty wants men honoring each other despite our imperfections or, or the, the proverbial kinks in, in his or her armor. I'm still going to honor you, even though you're not, I know you're not perfect. We're, none of us are perfect, but, but loyalty did not hinge on perfection. What it meant was, I'm with you no matter the size of the storm. And you know what? Honestly, when I'm talking to other pastors, or I'm talking to other high-impact leaders, What the same conversation is happening uh, across the board. This brand of loyalty is not as common as we all wished it was. It once was, but it's not as common as, as it should be. In fact, I would argue that familiarity when it comes to leadership, it might be the pan, one of the pandemics, leadership pandemics of our time. In fact, let me say that again. Uh, uh, familiarity may be one of the leading leadership pandemics of our time, okay? Because I've, I've observed that oftentimes honor, this concept of honor and loyalty is so watered down in the hearts of people. It is a mere parody of once we knew, of once we want knew it to be. All right. But I will say this, though. I find encouragement in the reality that I am literally watching God restore what was lost. I mean, I'm watching people being placed in positions of leadership and influence that are emotionally mature, they're spiritually mature, and they value honor and they value uh, healthy loyalty. And they're being put in these positions of leadership and influence. And so we're watching these values once again be restored. That's super encouraging because I don't think you can have a healthy team. I don't think you can have a healthy uh, organizational culture or church culture without these values in place. All right, let me give you one more attribute of mature leaders using their words. All right, mature leaders will use their words to unite. Man, this is a big one divisiveness is the language of the immature. Okay. Divisiveness is the language of the immature. Using our words to attack the unity of a team, of an organization, or a church you're leading is the epitome of, in the words of the Apostle Paul, reasoning like a child, thinking like a child, and speaking childish things. Immature leaders okay, will often use their words to inflame a situation without any regard to how it divides people. And here's why. Because for the immature, image is more important than impact. Okay, that's number one. Number two, the, for the immature, being seen as the only one who is right is more important than unity. Yeah, that's <sighs> mature leaders. Listen to me, leader. Use your word, use your words to unite. Don't fall into this trap, no matter how frustrated you get, no matter how irritated you are, no matter how difficult your season is, resist the temptation to inflame situations, resist the temptation. And, and, and watch this. I'm not just talking about conversation. I'm not just talking about dialogue. That's vital. But using your words on social media, using your words in uh the social media world, Twitter and TikTok and Instagram and Facebook or wherever you are, resist the temptation. Sometimes it's such a strong pull and, and we don't realize we're getting pulled into it, but we end up using our words to just inflame a situation. I want to encourage you. In those moments, check your heart and choose instead to speak life. Choose instead to use your words to speak to matters that are going to unify teams, and unify people, okay? Because mature leaders understand the non-negotiable role of unity. In fact, I'm always taken back by something Jesus said, more specifically, something Jesus prayed. 
This is the prayer of Christ in John chapter 17. He said, I pray for those who will believe in me through their message that all of them may be one. Of all of the things that Jesus prayed for when he prayed for uh, the church, Jesus prayed for our unity. He prayed that we would be one. Okay, this was his priority. He, he says, Lord, Father, make them one. Listen, nothing inhibits the church's impact in the earth like a divided church. Nothing. And I would argue that the same is true for any organization. A house divided cannot stand. This is why mature leaders don't let themselves get caught up over petty differences and secondary issues. Okay, mature leaders don't elevate opinions over our message and mission. Uh, mature leaders don't use their words. They, mature leaders, rather, they use their words to protect our unity, not attack our unity. They look for and they speak to what's right about us, not always searching for what they think is, <laughs> is wrong with us. And listen, that doesn't mean that we don't acknowledge our weaknesses. That doesn't mean we don't acknowledge uh, imperfections or mistakes or failures. But what it does mean is that we don't allow those weaknesses or imperfections to define us. Okay, it means that we're too focused on what's right about us in our church or organization or team to ruminate and argue all day over what we think is wrong. Okay, because when it comes to how we use our words, elevating an opinion over our unity is like cutting off our foot just to make our hand look better. Mature leaders use their words to unify their organization, to unify their team around the mission and the message that has been entrusted to us, period. Everything else is both secondary and temporary, but our mission and our message should be making an eternal impact. So let's recap. Mature leaders use their words to heal, to protect, and to unify. Listen, if transformational truths is helpful to you, please do me a favor. Take a moment, go to Apple iTunes, rate the show, write us a quick review. I want to help you restore the joy to your life and your leadership. Until next time. 